Georgia's DBHDD is urging people to ask a pharmacist about getting naloxone for their first aid kits at home or work. No prescription is needed. Naloxone can rapidly reverse an opioid overdose and restore breathing. Opioidresponse.info. From Georgia Public Broadcasting, this is On Second Thought. I'm Virginia Prescott. State officials say that more than 100,000 service members from Georgia were deployed to Iraq and Afghanistan between 2001 and 2012. Nationally, about 20 percent of veterans coming back from these conflicts have been diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder and traumatic brain injuries. Alchemy Sky Foundation is an Atlanta organization that helps people heal through music. They recently worked with veterans to create this. That song is called The Just Fire, and a group of Metro Atlanta veterans created it. Jay Budd is a musician and founder of Alchemy Sky. He helped with the music project and joins me in the studio. Jay, hello. Good morning, Virginia. Thanks for having us. Well, thanks for being here. Also here, Marcus McCreary, an Army veteran. He worked closely with other veterans in helping them write a Just Fire. Hello, Marcus. Hey, good morning, Virginia. Thank good you Good morning. Me. Thanks for being here, both of you. Yes. I'm curious, though, Jay, why did you and Alchemy Sky decide to focus on veterans for this project? I think as we got involved with the veteran community, we realized that there was an opportunity to create some non-traditional programs so that military veterans could process their unique experiences in a way that might be a little more authentic and real to them every day. And I think music can do that. Yeah. Had you worked with veterans before? We have. We partner with the VA. Um, We also have a program at the Veterans Empowerment Organization which is a homeless shelter for veterans just on the west side of Atlanta. But this was different for us in terms of walking post-9-11 veterans through the process of writing and recording a song. Yeah, so you did it with people like Marcus. Marcus, how did you find your way to this? Uh, Me and Jay actually were both working with veterans programs, and uh, we were actually suggested through Wounded Warrior Project to meet up with each other. And then once we met, it was just like, let's do this. All right. (laughs) So this is, you call this project music therapy. Are you actually doing therapy with mental health professionals or making music as therapeutic practice? We were making music in this program um, and having a therapeutic outcome. Um, What we have been told is, If we turn down the idea of therapy and turn up the music, we can still get the same effect. And I think it makes veterans a little more comfortable uh, versus emphasizing the therapy. Had they worked with making music before this project, any of the veterans? Their their experiences were, were varied. Some of them did, but some of them did not. So you, had they all been diagnosed with PTSD or other traumatic brain injuries or other disorders? Most of them were medically discharged from the service. So they had a variety of different um, challenges that they were working through. And I think the music was able to help them. So Marcus, you, the project started, 10 veterans offered about 15 weekly sessions. What did you yes. do in the sessions? Teach them how to write, produce music? Yes, we went through uh, the whole writing process, creating music, uh, you know, finding instruments and stuff. We most, mostly were working on the writing part so, the, so that they can speak on, you know, the experiences they had in their careers and lives. Yeah, in fact, we you speak to, there's a real showing the process of this. It's just terrific. Here's one of the creators of Adjust Fire. His name is Jamal Joyner, served in the Air Force, and he's talking about it. Well, especially with this particular uh, song, it let me express myself, uh, you know, my experiences in the military, especially being deployed. I just fine, never getting tired, gotta keep it moving. Downrange, too long, time to bring it on home. Gotta call my wife when I get off, I'm feeling all alone. So tired, sleepy, but still wide awake. 
frozen, feeling myself shaking. It actually drew things out that I really didn't know I was feeling all the way. Because uh, the, the story, the, the song I wrote is really a story about how I felt when I was in Iraq. So Jamal was one of those. There's also, we hear from Keisha or Kesha Sharp, Antoine Williams, Milton King. So did you have everybody contribute their own little bit? How did they collaborate? Yeah. Well, everyone had their own style. We had some country singers in there. We had gospel singers in there. Uh, so when we finally chose a song and was starting to trying to pull it together, we were such a unit that we just decided to do it in a hip hop style. Um, but of course, you know, everybody's like, man, next time we do this, we got to do a country song. And next time we do, it, we got to do some other type of songs. But I mean, it just became together because, you know, veterans, we naturally mesh together, whether it's my idea or your idea. It doesn't matter. It's one idea. And if I can help you on that, whether it's a country song or a hip hop song, I'm going to jump on it. Like our guy, Milton, completely country guy. <laughs> But I'm talking about he, he let it all out. And he's one of the best, favorite, my favorite parts of the song, honestly. He said something beautiful, too. Yeah. He said something like, we're all tuned to the same frequency. Exactly. So yeah. what was it about being in a group of veterans together? Did, did it just feel like a safe place for them, you think? Yeah, it's more of having people that understand what you've been through. And when you talk about it, it's not getting a blank face back. It's getting a, a yeah, I know what you're talking about face back. You know, so once you get around each other and then you start talking about these experiences, uh, you know, some people... Uh, especially out in the civilian world, you'll hear like, you need to toughen back up. You know, it's something we hear in the military, but there's certain times that that doesn't need to come out. You know, so when we're talking to each other, we know when to tell each other, nah, you need to toughen up. And then we know when like, yeah, bro, I feel you. How, gotta, did, how did you decide then on the name Adjust Fire? Well, it was kind of the concept of the of the whole program when I was speaking with Jay about it. And uh, when the song, when we was hearing the music and, and then that song kind of, who did it hit first? Was it, it was one of us that it hit first and then, Adjust Fire was just like, yeah, we can't focus on what's going on now and what life has going on. We need to adjust our fire. You know, that's a military term. So and once I said that, everybody's eyes just lit up mm. like, yes, that's what this is all about, adjusting fire and keeping it moving. That's a musician and Army veteran Marcus McCreary. Also with us, Jay Budd, musician and founder of Alchemy Sky Foundation in Atlanta. They both worked with veterans on a project using music as a therapeutic process. Well, Jay, you, you mentioned Wounded Warrior, and mm -hmm. we know about the Veterans Writing Project, the Theater of War Project, performing ancient Greek tragedies about warriors. Let's dance. So so what do these creative arts do that more traditional therapies don't? I think they present um, a, an authentic way for a veteran to process their experiences. So this, I think, is a great supplemental to their journey in terms of their, their mental health treatments. Um, but to me, the music, when people, when we work with veterans using music, I feel like we're validating their voice and they're taking what they have learned or wh what they're working on in their other traditional therapeutic methods and being able to interpret that in, a, in their own voice. So one of the, the deeply moving experiences for me is when someone, when a veteran writes something and you can feel, you can, you can sense the catharsis on their face. And then when everybody starts to nod, um, there is this kind of feeling of unity, like you're not alone. And I think that's what art can do. Um, finding ourselves in tricky places and then helping each other come out um, is something that I think art can, can serve for all of us. Yeah, we yeah. had some tearjerkers. I can imagine. Yeah. And you met, you said you said you're going to do a country song next. Are you actually going to continue this project with other songs? We are. We're um, we're in the fundraising mode right now, so we're going to have Veterans Music Project 2.0 in the fall, and we're going to have two different genres. Um, so we are 
raising money right now at alchemysky.org, and we're excited to get the, the next one off the ground. Nice. So, Marcus, you served in Iraq, Afghanistan, and Kuwait. Can you tell us a little bit about your transition back to civilian life? What was happening for you? Uh, it's, and it's actually uh, something that I noticed that a lot of us have in common. Um, the difference between the military and civilian life is very hard to explain, but you, you literally have to live it. And then people are like, yes, that, that's how I feel, too. So it's, it's, it's trying to adjust to not everyone having the same core values. That's mm-hmm. a big one. There's, a, there's seven Army values. There's, I mean, every branch of service has their own values, but everyone has values. And then when you come to the civilian world, it's a little bit different because everybody's trying to win. At mm-hmm. the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So you have to watch yourself. And then also we have this big selflessness that the military um, puts into us so that we can help each other, you know, build when, you know, one another are down. So when we come out, you know, we kind of get in these trusting situations and people may take advantage of it. And we're still going to give it our all because we're dedicated. You know, that's that's part of our values. And, you know, selflessness, uh, you know, I don't really need it but I see that you really want it. So let me go ahead and let you have it. And we'll find ourselves giving and giving and giving. And a lot of the veterans that I, I was talking to, I noticed that like they were just running out. Like they would love to do more. They would love to be more like, and they have people that's pressuring them to pay this or help them with that. Cause you know, we get, once we get a check, we're a target, yeah. you know, you get in your, your veterans dependency check or whatever uh, that once it comes in, you know, your family around you, your friends around you, people know you just got a check coming. So it's like we want a piece of it. And it's like, oh man. If, but when I first got out, I was living with a bunch of veterans mm-hmm. and it was just like one collective pot. The bills were getting paid. The food was in the house, the gas was, but once you get out, it's like, now I'm watching someone else have it. And then I don't, you know, and I, I noticed that was a lot. Uh, I've been through therapy. I've done, uh, I've been in the hospital. I've, you know, so I've, I've had to talk to a lot of veterans um, and I almost become a counselor. And even when I'm sitting in there, like we sit and we talk and, and I noticed that it's the same thing. Like we really have, we have so much love to give. Like it's just better to get around people who receive it and give it, you know, and that's the difference between veterans with veterans versus going to like a doctor right, or something like right. that. So this is that that love being, you understand how I love. You know, I, you know I'll give it all. Mm-hmm. Just show me a little, you know I'll give it all. And then having that reciprocated. And that's what the group was really like. I'm, I had some people in there rapping that had no business rapping. I mean, it was just one <laughs> harmonious group. Like we were just all being together. Let's do something together. It was great. It, it, and it comes across in the music. It's just a, a wonderful composition, what, wonderful production as well. But as you're talking about, you know, people get out of their bubble and it's yeah. a lot more difficult. Yeah. And and I'm sure a lot of people don't know how to relate to them, you know, mm-hmm. if you know if you know that somebody's been in the military. Yeah. And we know that according to the VA, 21 military servicemen and women commit suicide each day in this country. Yeah. It is just staggering. Yeah. So in general, Jay, you know, you've worked with veterans before. What do you mm-hmm. think is working and what is not when it comes to treatment and just helping people integrate back into everyday life? I think it's important to Marcus's point that you start with a core group of veterans. So what we did at the Veterans Music Project is we we started with a core, but then the music has an opportunity to connect that group of veterans with the larger community. Mm -hmm. So I think this type of exercise, and and hopefully we'll be able to um, organize some performances, and hearing the veterans perform and sing, I think is an opportunity for people who haven't served to really kind of understand what they go through. And what's, what was really powerful about our project is that because the veterans kind kind of had a mission or an objective, I think it was easier for them to tell their story. 
because they were in a group. And you can take that song, and it's now on Pandora and YouTube and Spotify and Apple Music. And we can, we can create a larger connection to the greater Atlanta community because of that song. Yeah, and I'm sure people beyond that as well. You did throw in a Just Fire release party. What were some of the reactions from the vets and their families? It was fantastic. Um, we have a, a board member, Alan Jones, who owns Hi-Fi Buys, and we had it there. And um, probably the most powerful moments there were when we played the song, and whether they brought their spouse or their significant other or their mom, to to have their voices come through these big speakers and then have whoever they brought look at them in a way that maybe they hadn't looked at them before uh, was just a fantastic moment. Yeah. Okay, so we have just a minute left. I'm wondering, could this be a model for other groups working with vets? What do you think, Marcus? I really think it could be. Uh, one thing that's about music is it's way more natural. You know, when you're letting out these words, when you're thinking about what you're thinking about, you're just you're doing your own therapy. It's self-therapy at the end of the day. Um, like I said, we had a bunch of tearjerker moments. I've seen people coming to heaven, you know, they're coming to their own revelations as they're writing the music. I think it's a great program. Um, I know it's ser- it served its purpose with me. Uh, a lot of the other veterans, they can't wait to get back to it. So, yeah, I think this is a, a, a good, good start on something um what do you call it? Uh, not tradition, non-traditional yeah. uh, type of medicine. And we're also going to build by bringing back, you know, the old guard, inviting new veterans so we can continue to keep this momentum going. That is musician and Army veteran Marcus McCreary and Jay Budd, a musician and founder of Alchemy Sky Foundation in Atlanta. The conversation doesn't have to stop here. On this Memorial Day weekend, we would love to hear from you. How can people help support that transition from active duty military to civilian life? How's your family dealing with it? And if you've served in the military, how are you doing? What do you most need? Let us know on GPB's On Second Thought Facebook group page, or you can tweet us at OST Talk on Twitter. I'm Virginia Prescott. This is On Second Thought. I'm just fine, I'm